This is Wednesday, October 6th. And okay, I admit it, I'm a Bono fan. His real name is Paul David Hewson. He's the lead singer of the Irish band U2. And it's not just U2's music I enjoy. I like Bono and his story. Here's Bob Dylan and what he said about Bono. Spending time with Bono was like eating dinner on a train. It feels like you're moving, you're going somewhere. Bono's got the soul of an ancient poet, and you have to be careful around him. He can roar till the earth shakes. He's also a closet philosopher. Talks about the rightness, the richness, glory, beauty, wonder, and magnificence of America. Now, through a series of crises in his life, Bono has come to a deep faith in Christ. He often articulates this faith using what is called the Lewis Trilemma. It is sometimes called the lunatic, liar, or lord, or mad, bad, or God argument. It came from first from C.S. Lewis. Clearly, Bono has thought a lot about Jesus and the life of Jesus. He knows that Jesus is extraordinary, and that Jesus could not be mad or bad, so he must be God. Now, I mentioned Bono because of a teaching that Paul provides in this letter to the church in Colossa. Let me read it to you. This is Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. Now, Paul warns the believers not to be drawn in by false teachings that were being floated around at the time. We'll learn more about these teachings in the days ahead, but notice Paul mentions the elemental spiritual forces of this world. What are these spiritual elemental forces? Well, first, the fact that they are elemental means that they seem to be wired into the nature of things, like the very elements themselves. This is the way the world works spiritually, sort of like the way gravity works, for example. It just is. And this force is at work around us all the time. But what is it? Well, in the East, they call this force karma. In Hinduism, karma means that the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence decide their fate in future existences. The short way of putting it is this. What comes around goes around. You get what is coming to you. In a spiritual sense, if you do bad things, you have judgment and you deserve that it is coming to you and and it will come to you in one way or another you will ultimately get what you deserve. That's the way the universe works. This is this elemental spiritual force. That's what Adam and Eve were told in the garden. If you break the rule of the garden, you're going to face the consequences. You're out. You're going to die. And Paul says that the thing about the dominant philosophy in our world is that it's built on this elemental spiritual force. The fact that it depends on you. If you're going to live a good life and flourish, well, it's ultimately up to you. 
you will get what you have coming to you. You have to build this life for yourself. Sadly, we also tend to fall into believing this. We tend to believe that God loves us to the degree we're being faithful, to the degree we deserve his love. We have a difficult time believing the message of grace is true. We think we must be deserving. And we see, we, we believe that we have to earn God's favor in our lives. Now I want to return to Bono because he wrestled with the idea of karma and the elemental spiritual force at work in our world. What he discovered is that the gospel speaks a completely different word. Here's what he said. You see, at the center of all religions is the idea of karma. You know that what you put out comes back to you. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Or in physics, in physical laws, every action is met by an equal or opposite one. It's clear to me that karma is at the very heart of the universe. I'm absolutely sure of it. And yet along comes this idea called grace to upend all that as you reap, so you will sow stuff. Grace defies reason and logic. Love interrupts, if you like. The consequences of your actions, which in my case, well, is very good news indeed, because I've done a lot of stupid stuff. But I'd be in big trouble if karma was going to finally be my judge. But I'm holding out for grace. I'm holding out that Jesus took my sins onto the cross because I know who I am and I don't, hope I don't have to depend on my own religiosity. <laughs> wow. Now hearing Bono, he's on to something. From where he is, he can see the power of this elemental spiritual force. He knows that it's there. And the religions of the world are drawn into it. But then he sees how grace interrupts that. This is what Paul is trying to teach the believers in Colossae to see. Our lives must be all of grace. The philosophies that fill our world, they're hollow, they're empty. They do not provide what they promise in any lasting way, and they're deceptive. They draw us in, and they keep us from the love of God. They keep us from grace, and they so easily drive our lives. But grace changes everything. Grace doesn't say your sins are going to find you out and come back to you and you'll end up paying for them. You'll get what you deserve. Grace says your sins have been nailed to the cross. Grace says that you are loved despite the mess you've made of your life. You are forgiven because Jesus has come and died for you. And his love covers a multitude of sins. Let's pray. Faithful and loving God, we feel the pressure of having to prove ourselves because our world is all about earning and merit. We almost constantly measure our performance wondering if we've done enough or how to make up for our missteps. Thank you for sending Jesus to redeem us, for interrupting judgment with your grace. Enable us to walk in your favor, trusting in the gospel. In the name of Jesus, amen.